Welcome to the trap. This is the pickle here with Billy Botch and Patty Shambro. What's up, Patty? Hey, pickle, how you doing? You doing all right? I'm doing pretty good. I think we got to. I think we got to carry this show. I'm thinking so. I'm thinking somebody stopped and had a little uh, grandpa's cough medicine uh, on the way home from work. Yeah. Uh, what's wrong with you people? <laughs> yeah, 127 episodes. Yeah, in. you think he'd have it yeah. down by now? Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> little uh, curveball for our listeners there. Um, <laughs> welcome, everybody, to the Trap Podcast. Here we are. Um, it's been about a week since we've spoke. Patty's been in either North Dakota or South Dakota. It's very flat. He watched the game in his hotel room, flew back from Chicago today. Uh, am I missing anything, Patty? Uh, no, except uh, we haven't talked in about a week, and the last time we, I was on it was probably the most depressing podcast there's there's ever been we were just sad and sad boys and then uh i was like all week i was like wow they're playing great the next time i go on it's going to be so much fun and uh they do what they do every single time yeah i mean we're good at those depression uh those depressed based podcasts that's what i really that's my niche in the devil's community um (laughs) but um yeah, it's been a it's been a it's been a weird week. We we had this amazing real gut check character win versus Boston, um, where goaltending actually, you know, helped us get that W. A tight close game, um, two to one game. It kind of reminded me of the Colorado game from last year when they beat Colorado one nothing, and um, I thought that that was a real. Uh, you know, that performance I thought could really boost the team and give a lot of confidence to, to these guys. <clears throat> and then they had this game versus Columbus where it was the dad's trip. And, and it was like, there's no way that you're going to lose in front of all your fathers. That's That seemed kind of weird. You knew they were going to give uh, 100%. I mean, dad, have, would I ever lose a hockey game in front of you? That would never, never happen, right? Never no. in a million years. Nope. So um, I figured if you had all the dads there from all over the world and they were traveling together, that they would um, they would put on a very strong performance on the road versus Columbus team who was missing Patrick Line and um, has has really underperformed all season. And they did. They were able to take advantage of him. They scored. uh, What was the final score? Five to three. I think it was six, three, six, Six, three. three. Yeah. And uh our boy Jack Hughes ends up with a hat trick on the night and he looked amazing. Um, there was a couple of milestones that happened during that game as well. Um, and, and, and we can get into that. So during that game, Nico had his 300th point of his career, which was a milestone. Jack Hughes had his hundredth and 101 goal. Um, and you start to look at like the production up to that point, coming from Nico, Jack, and Jesper Bratt, and they've really looked um, – they've really led the team. I mean, what have, what has been your thought on – I mean, since Nico has been back in the lineup, they're 8-3 and three as of today. What, um, what do you have to say about our, our big three, Patty? Well, Nico – Nico's just been playing phenomenal. You know, uh, it's uh... – He's the catalyst. I mean, he's not as fly, obviously not as flashy as the other two guys, but he is he is he is the uh, thing that keeps our engine running. Uh, Jack, I mean, you got. I think everybody here knows how I feel about Jack. I can't stop talking about him. Uh, he's just. 
a treat to watch. Every time we go to the building, Jack is just – you can't take your eyes off him. And it was like that as soon as he came in the league. He wasn't putting up the points when he was a rookie, but your eyes just fixated to him. And now it's just we have a bona fide superstar on our hands. I know. It's amazing. I agree. Dad, what do you think? What do you think about uh, you know those three guys? I think uh, they're amazing. I think they're like peanut butter and jelly. They actually started selling peanut butter and jelly in the concession stands last night. Just, what, for $15? $7.50. Yeah. I thought the most amazing part about that was that they opened the concession stand. Yeah. So, um, you know, we got to start somewhere. <laughs> in the, so in the last, um, this was prior to last night's game, in the last 10 games, Jack Hughes has 15 points, eight goals, and seven assists. You look at Jesper Bratt. He has um, four goals, nine assists, 13 points, and Nico Heischer had five goals, seven assists, and 12 points. Um, those those guys have really led the way. Um, you know, they played Akira Schmid, which I thought it was strange that Akira Schmid's father's never seen him play in the NHL live before. Um, and then meanwhile, John Marino's father travels from Massachusetts every day for, for, or for every game, three hours each way. It's pretty, it's pretty dedicated. Um, I could see you doing that, Pickle. He's at the American Whiskey every game before before the game. He's there early every day. I've okay. seen I've seen him there a bunch of times. When I saw him last oh, really? night, yeah, I. The last time we were in there, I think I was waiting for you. I flew up and um, I got to I got there early waiting for you to get there and I heard the owner saying something to him and he called him Mr. Marino and I was like well you know it's not the most uncommon name um and then last night when I saw him it was like yeah that same dude he's there he is there all the time I think it's amazing he drives down from Massachusetts for every game yeah Mr. Marino is pretty common if you live in New Jersey kind of like uh Mr. DeVito as yeah, in Tommy yeah. DeVito cutlets um, which, you know, everybody saw the, the, you know, you saw the game yesterday, Patty, Patty's a Giants fan. And I'm kind of glad that we, it, it, you knew it was fun. It actually saved the season from being a complete disaster and the Tommy Cutlet story. But I do think that the Giants are better off. I mean, there's no need to drag this on any longer than it has to be and start winning games and lower your draft pick. Um, selection uh, where, where you're picking. The one thing that definitely has been really thrown me off is Tommy DeVito's agent has become this like F-less celebrity. And the first game that I saw him, he had the, he had the, like the fedora on and the black suit and everything. And and dad, you actually reached out to me. Right, and you're like, right. you're like, Oh, this, this is asshole. a little much, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, they're playing into it. It's like Tommy Cutlets and they're Italian and all this stuff. And then I saw the the outfit that he put on yesterday, and I realized that this guy's not joking. And it looks like if you go to, like, Spirit of Halloween and you buy, like, a fake, like, right. gangster thing, like, that's what it he, he looks like a cross. Yesterday was like a cross between, like, a wannabe gangster and Peter Pan. Yeah, he looked like, like a leprechaun. It was a very, very strange look. Um, but the whole Tommy DeVito thing, uh, I think, is is coming to an end. They keep showing his family in the stands and everything, which it's awesome. And and I think I think it's really it's a great story. But he kind of reminds me of every pizzeria owner in New Jersey that tries to get people to pretend like they're connected. Um, but nonetheless, so the game yesterday. The Devils play, they get the Anaheim Ducks. Anaheim's won one game in their last 14. Or was it 13 going into last night? I thought it was Yeah, they were like one 13 and one in the okay. last 15 yeah. games. So they, you know, Anaheim has struggled. We have John Gibson, who is going to be playing versus the Devils. There's been, you know, rumors tied to Gibson re- regarding the Devils. What I thought was really weird was Vitek Vanacek was not part of the Devils lineup last night, and there was a bunch of speculation on to, as to what that could be. One of the, you know, it was weird how it was phrased. It was like he wasn't ready to play, right? Something along those lines. 
Yeah, I said he didn't feel, it didn't say like he had the flu or this and that, or he, he felt sick. sick. He's physically he, not ready to play. Yes, yeah. yeah he's it's like, what's I'm he, thinking like a hibachi accident where, you know, <laughs> the, the flaming onion volcano burnt him or something. Um, but I, I did think it was strange that he was out. And then sure enough, in the middle of the game, Gibson gets pulled or he doesn't come out for the third period. And I was wondering if something was going on as, as to everybody would, what are the chances that the devils are looking at Gibson? They sit Vanich or Vanichek's not right to play with some weird, you know, whatever it is. And then Gibson all of a sudden doesn't come out for the third period. So there was a lot of, uh, strange. That was a strange situation. No, I mean, was anybody else thinking something? No, absolutely. That I thought they were trading locker rooms, uh, getting fitted for jerseys. That would have been something if Fitz went into the Ducks locker room and got not the locker room, but went into the <laughs> jet, went and just just give him to us. I'm, I'm <laughs> I mean, tired with, of this. with how good yeah. he was playing and how much we yeah, needed the game. We might have been I like, know. you know what? Like, this is going to happen. Like, get him out now so we have a chance to win this game. And what was yeah. what was really disappointing about yesterday was the Devils came out really good. They came out on time, which they came out on time versus Columbus and um, not so much versus Boston, but they they weren't able to capitalize. And that, that's what that's what happens is if you aren't able to put one in the back of the net, you can control play and you could tilt the ice as much as you'd like. But at the end of the day, it comes down to scoring goals and they weren't able to put one in. Gibson looked phenomenal. Everyone had a, a crush on him. Every, all the Devils fans were gushing. We need this guy. And, yeah, I get it. I mean, Pickle watched 10 minutes of the game, and he was he bought a, I was he sold. Bought a, he bought a Gibson <laughs> Devils jersey. I want him. I mean, don't you think it's weird that the Devils didn't release their Stadium Series jersey prior to Christmas? Yeah, that's, that doesn't make sense. I mean, it's the NHL, so they have to do the opposite of what makes sense. So um, they, they come out, they play this dominant first period. They're not able to get on the scoreboard. Gibson plays great. And then, like, the second period, we end up, we give up a, we give up a goal. And from then on, I thought that the Devils actually had a chance. It was, it was 2 nothing. They scored with a minute left on a beautiful goal on our, from our fourth line, Mike McLeod from Lazar. And you thought to yourself, all right, they just got, they got one going into the period. Here comes the intermission. Then the backup goalie comes out, Gibson's in and you're like, all right, we could, if we, if we play our game here, we could easily tie this up. And if nothing else, bring it to overtime, get a point and try to get two out of this. And they just came out flat. Like they did not look good. That was a horrible third period by us. Um, the effort to me was really disappointing. Patty, I mean, when you were watching that game, it's like, what were you, what, what went through your head? How did, what were, what was stuck out to you when it came to that game? I mean, the biggest thing that's stuck out to me is the fact that we can't win a back-to-back game. Wait, right. They're one, five, they're one, five and one this season in uh, back-to-back games. And those back-to-back games include the San Jose Sharks the Anaheim Ducks, the Blue Jackets, the Capitals, and the Oilers, I believe. Like, really bottom of the barrel here, guys. Like, these are games that Stanley Cup contenders need to win. Not that I'm saying they are anymore, but, like, you got to win those games. And if they, and they're, they're games that, I, that we, I think everybody here feels that they more or less dominated the, dominated the play and just did not capitalize and came out lazy in one or two periods and got crushed, crushed for it. Uh, it's just, it's really frustrating to see them not be able to get back up in a, in a back-to-back. I mean, if you want to compete going forward, you have to win those games, especially against bad teams, especially against teams that have one win in their last 13 games or whatever it is. It's just, it's just utterly unacceptable, especially when everybody watching, I think everybody can see that the Devils clearly, I mean, we know that they're the better team, but they were showing that they were the better team controlling the play and just not. But then third period came out completely with their heads in their asses. I don't, it's just getting to a point where it's the same story every week where they get our hopes up and then they just have a couple periods where they shit their pants. And it's just like, what are you guys doing? Like you, 
you need these points. You like you need absolutely need these points if you want to go if you want to go anywhere. But I don't know that that's my rant from last. Yeah, time. if you look at the the back to backs, and we have the most amount of back to backs in the season. We have sixteen of them this year. So if you look, like we have, um, we're fifteen seven and zero on on our first games, and then the second half of a back to back, we're one five and one. Our goals four in every other game is 3.68, and then the second half of a back-to-back is 2.8, and our goals against average is a 3.3, and then the second half of a back-to-back is a 4.3. So we're letting up over four goals per game on every back-to-back. That means you've got to score five goals to win a game. That's a, that's too hard. I mean, Akira Schmid, he did not play good yesterday, and he was not the only reason that we lost, but to be honest, I think that Vitek Vanacek should have played. So I'm really curious as to why he didn't play because, you know, Schmid did play two games in two nights. I, sh- I think that he should be able to do that, but it does throw a wrench into a player. And I think goalies mentally prepare for, the, you know, they, they make it a point to mentally prepare for games. And I'm sure that when he knew that he was playing on Sunday as well, it was, it was a lot. And I think that, Neither of our goalies at this point you could look at and go into a game and expect them to win you a game. And that and that that's difficult because at some point you're going to rely, every good team is going to rely on their goaltending to steal them a couple. When was the last time we goalied any team? You know what I mean? We've been goalied plenty of times, not so much this season, but in the past. I mean, Dad, how do you feel about our goaltending moving forward? And do you think after watching last night's game – that we are running out of time and that Tom Fitzgerald is finally going to have to be forced to make a move for somebody because this is not a sustainable situation. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Our, our goaltending is, is terrible this year. Um, I've tried to be optimistic about it. I'm waiting for it to turn. I'm waiting for it to turn, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen. And a change does have to be made. The problem is, do you make the change this year when you don't have the goalie that you really want available? Do you just settle for for somebody? Well, who's the goalie that you want? No, I, I'm I'm just saying. There's nobody that that jumps out. I didn't know anything about Gibson until you know. Obviously, I knew about him, but it, I didn't. I haven't seen a lot of uh, Ducks games. He looked really good last night, and we were joking around, and I was sending over memes, you know, we want him, we want him. Um, but it's, you know, just, it's been so long since we've had great goaltending or adequate goaltending, good goaltending, that you see that you have to have, you have to have above average to win, even when you have you know, a team like we have that scores a lot of goals and could produce a lot of offense. Our defense didn't help us at all last night either. Our defense seemed like it went, it reverted right back to, you know, where we were in the beginning of the year. They made a lot of mistakes, left Siegenthaler, Nemitz, Ball. They, they just left too many people open on the wrong side of the ice. Yeah, I mean, you know, we we talked about it briefly about analytics, and um, I'm curious to see where you stand on this, Patty. So uh, I I freaking I took the bait, and I got baited into this Twitter argument. It wasn't even an argument; it was just a discussion about how. Did you get called a jerk again? I mean, I, I maybe I am, maybe I am a jerk. Um, which whatever, yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, JP Gambatis, he, he's with devil's advocate and, um, and the brat pack and those guys. And he, he was basically saying that Nemitz was a very chaotic defenseman. And I was trying to argue the fact that he's anything but chaotic. Like his actual whole thing is how calm and how, um, he has like ice in his veins. That's like his whole entire thing. Like, you know, he plays the game in a rocking chair, the Tom Fitzgerald quote, and he hangs onto the puck for a little bit longer. Now, whether or not the guy makes mistakes that leads 
that lead to um, odd man rushes and, and cause chaos because he's 19 years old and he's playing in his first dozen games in the NHL. That's another story. But I was, we were going back and forth and we were, and I was saying he's not chaotic. So we started arguing and, um, and he, and he got into, well, look at, the analytics and all this stuff. And I said, analytically, he's actually rated really high. And we, and your dad, you're bringing up last night and he was, Nemitz was, was actually rated very high, but you know, I kind of, I kind of, this is where I stand. I think that analytics are a very important part of hockey and they could read into things that are, they can like, they take the emotion out of it. And they take the sometimes you you see with your heart more than your eyes, and that's something that growing up with the pickle around um, is has been something that I've experienced firsthand. But I do think that there is uh, also the eye test does play into the game. So basically, he went into saying that he doesn't think that you have to be heavy in order to win in the playoffs. And that physicality, it's not the 90s, and the physicality is not as big of a thing anymore. And I was trying to explain, listen, like, look at Vegas last year. Vegas was the biggest, strongest, you know, team in the league. And look at Tampa Bay. Like, they had a ton of skill, but they were also very good at forechecking and could play a very physical game. Look at the St. Louis Blues. I mean, they were pushing people around. Patty, where do you where do you stand on the eye test compared to analytics? And what do you think about needing some beef and playing physical to get you through playoff rounds. I have gone back on this so back and forth on this so many times. Cause uh, you know, growing up in the past few and in the past few years, it was always, you know, I want him to be beefy. I want him to, I want him to really lay the, lay the lumber and, and be that team. But watching this team, and we all say we want to be heavy, but what are you going to do to this team to make it be that way? How are you going to do that? This team has the skill to beat anybody in the league, I believe, as long as they get competent goaltending. I still believe that. I still believe they can go toe-to-toe with anybody. They showed it last week against the Bruins. Um, I don't think you need to be be like Vegas last year to win, to win, to win a seven-game series. I really don't. It's uh, – I'm – more on the line that it's a new NHL. While we do need more physicality, not denying that, they do need that, but they don't need to totally revamp their structure in a sense to to be this team that they're not, is what I, is what I believe. Right. And, and when it comes to what you're seeing from analytic data after a game is over compared to what you watch when you're at the game and you're on the way home and you think – all right, this guy played like shit and this guy played good. And then you look at the numbers and they have them rated differently. I mean, where do you find, do you find a medium in that or do you lean one way or what? I'm more of an eye test person personally. Um, Call me old school, whatever. I'm not, I don't discredit the analytic side of things. I definitely believe they play their role and they should absolutely be a part of evaluating, but to me, the eye test should be first. Right. Yeah, I mean, and the first guy that comes to mind is, are you concerned about Timo Meyer at this point? Uh, no, I'm not. Oh, my God. I'm still not. Oh, my God. I can't believe you just said that, Patty. I'm not concerned. You I'm are not, not concerned. concerned. I'm actually, I'm to be concerned. honest with you, I'm not concerned about the long-term play of Timo Meyer. Mm-hmm. At all, uh, I, I, actually, I I pray that you guys are right. I pray that you guys are right because you know what? Kind of gave him a pass at the end of the year last year after we picked him up. Um, you know, wasn't producing, didn't have a lot of points. Went through the playoffs, played good, and it was like, wow, this is why, this is why you really need a guy like this. And then, you know, I've been trying to defend him this year, but. Fact is, he's on pace to have a 40-point season. He's a half a point a game player right now. That's that's not a nine, and it's not about money. It's not, you know, we went out, we spent a lot of money on him. He's not, he's just not producing for us. And it's not like it's our, 
we're almost halfway through the season. I think I'm not sitting here defending Timo Meyer. I'm not going out on a limb and being like saying his play is acceptable. Far from it. It's uh, been very disappointing. But the que- the question that I'm answering is whether I'm worried. And I'm no. Not. I hear I you. I hear you. I think I think he will pick it up. And and we have a, a lot more years on this deal. To think that Timo Meyer is just going to stop being the player he was. No, for, and, for, and, I'm, and is, I don't think is, I don't think it's that definitive one way or another. I'm not saying that you know that 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 I don't believe in him, or I'm not saying that you shouldn't believe in him. I'm just saying, as to right now, I don't see the frustration in his game for not producing. By you know. Uh, you see guys that, that aren't getting on the board and stuff. Jack is a perfect example. When Jack doesn't have a good game or when something bad happens and stuff, you actually see raw emotion coming out. And I'm just not seeing it from him. And okay. it, That's actually I good. Think- We're going to go back to that point in a little bit. That's something that I wanted to talk about, uh, especially regarding the whole team, the, the emotion last night. Um, but, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. You're not seeing, you're not seeing him getting f- frustrated that could be looked at in two different ways. That could be like things aren't really going your way and you're not letting it turn into something that it's not. You're not being like a, a diva. You know, if you're a $9 million player who's been scoring 40 goals forever and you get traded to a new team and you're trying you're trying to be the one that fits in on a new team and it's not working out for you, if you start freaking out and breaking your stick and acting all this stuff, it's going to make it look like, dude, like, what you know, this guy's got to figure out how to fit in or whatever. He's, he's, I think if anything, he's probably trying to be a professional about it. Um, there was, there was CJ Totoro put out a thing and it showed that he's skating 20% with slower, slower than he was last year, which clearly he's dealing. He dealt with an injury, a lower body injury that could have been an MCL an ACL groin injury, something along those lines. I mean, I am not worried about Timo Meyer at all. I, I think it, and like, I'm exactly what you said, Patty. Like, yeah, no, it's not okay. It's not okay to just not produce or it, he has had trouble finding a spot in our roster since he arrived here last year. But I definitely think that he's nursing an injury. And I mean, Dad, you're a very what have you done for me lately kind of guy. Like you, make, I am. I you am. You make your decisions so fast on people. You gave up on Holtz. You gave up on uh, Eric Halla. You did. I mean, no, no. When I when did. I ex, when I express that I'm unhappy, that's not giving you, up. You I'm say, just saying I am I done with these people. I do not want trade Alex Holtz. I am done with him. Those are exact quote from you. I do not recall that. Come on, like I, I did, I did, I did. You're right. You were done You're with right. Too, right? You're right. We're talking you about Timo. Just talking about, t- just talking about Timo right now. And when I'm talking about being frustrated and stuff, he's he's and who's the guy that's been saying that he's nursing an injury? I know. You know I, I saw those analytics too. I think everybody has said that because like, I think that's that's the only reason why he can play as poorly as he's playing right now. Is See, for I nursing actually, an injury. I actually think that he has actually, um, like the Boston game to me was his best game. And I, I thought that he drove play in the Boston game and was one of our better players. They moved him up on the wing with Heischer, you know, and then you saw the way they moved him back down to the third line last night and they kind of put everybody in a blender. So they moved Brat off of Hughes. They did all, they did all these things. One of the things that we're talking about emotion that, the devils need to get away from is as soon as a team plays physical with you, you can't act like a bunch of bitches. Like Jack Hughes was acting like a little bitch last night. I know. Was it because of it was uh, the dad's night or whatever? It's like, no, that's what, who he what is. was that all about? No, that's who he is. When things don't go his way, he gets very cunty. And the entire team was very, he, he has to stop chirping at the refs every time he takes a penalty too. It's like he has, he's, he's really mouthy and it's a bad look because he's somebody that is now looked at on a different level. He is the superstar of the team and you're going to have people that are going to know we can get this kid off of his game so easily. Um, Think about, I mean, 
think about the the altercations he's had with the refs and stuff like that. Every time that something doesn't go his way, you can't be the superstar that acts like a prima donna. You know what I mean? Did you did you notice that, Patty? Yeah, I was a little disappointed with him last night, but uh, I can't get too mad at him because like that's how I played sports, like to a T. But he's getting thrown uh, off of his game. I know he is, and it's you I know mean, it's a kind of a little bit like the young Sidney Crosby days. You never know how he would act on the ice, but you got to remember this kid is what he's twenty two. Yeah, yeah, twenty three. He'll figure it yeah, out. Yeah, I'm. I'm he's not upset. I'm not upset with that. If, he. If I was judged, yeah, go he ahead. shouldn't have taken. He shouldn't have taken the penalties. I mean, there was no reason to retaliate and cross check. I don't even have a problem. I don't even have a problem with the penalties. I don't. But I think it's also a spark for him where that fires him up and brings him to the next level. He was not at the next level after that. He wasn't. He wasn't last night. He's at the next level when he's in the zone and he's confident with the puck and he's skating through people and people are chasing him. When he gets wrapped up in bullshit, that does not benefit him. What would would make you, like, where, what have you, when have you seen that take him to the next level? Well, I've seen I've seen him when he's frustrated that he'll, you know, he'll take that extra long shift. He'll carry the puck a little longer and he'll make something happen. Mm. I mean, that's who he is. We talked about it. We talked about it the night before. He is that Tergeron player that that he is the superstar that when you need your superstar to step up, he's doing it. So I. I'm not I'm not concerned about that. I'm the, not concerned the, about it. I don't like I texted you last night and told you that. I told you that I don't like the fact that somebody took him off his game that easily because they really did last they night. Did. But have you really ever seen that happen before? Yeah. Yeah, we have. I mean, I've seen he, him get frustrated, but I haven't seen yeah. him take take bad penalties. No, I mean, it wasn't about. I don't. It wasn't about the penalties. It was about he he let somebody get in his head to the point where he kind of it became. It wasn't about the game. It was about right. like everything else. And you know, the, the one of the things that really bothered me with last night's game is we we got pushed around by a, a shitty team. We did. We did. And and that's something that I mean, you if you're watching tape, you're like shit. All we got to do is lay into these guys, and they're not built for this. We're and we, and we aren't. Like, let's be real. We're we're not. We are not built for any sort of physicality. But they don't have to play that kind of game, though. Even if a team is trying to if, play like not if you can them. win those games. Well, that's what they did to the Rangers last year in the playoffs. They tried to play that physical game the first two games, and got their asses handed to them. And then they said, you know what? We're faster and better than this team. Just play our game and we're going to beat them. And that's what happened. And that's what, going back to my point, where I don't think you need to be this tough physical team to win series. You just don't need to get, like you're saying, caught up in the bullshit and try to play another team's game. I feel like when they lose these, like, shitty games to Anaheim and Washington and whoever and San Jose, they're 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 trying to play a game they're not, that that they are not. You know, just play your game. Jack Hughes yeah. is the main club. Jack Hughes, play your game. Well, well I sound like Herb, Herb Brooks here. Play no, your game. That's a, no, just, you're right. I think you're like, right. Just, I think you're and, right. And I was all on this board after like the first two games against the Rangers. I was literally saying, stop playing like them. You're not them. And you don't have to change your game in the playoffs. No, you, you do, do, but you don't have to change your style. Right. They did change. They did change a little bit in the playoffs versus the Rangers because they played so much better defensively. Like they played very good in the middle of the ice and they relied on their, they relied on their speed to counter. And it was like counter punching. One of the things that I've noticed, you're right. Like if they try to just physically match up versus the hurricanes in the playoffs, they're going to get pushed around. It's not going to work. You need to rely on your speed. That's what got them there. Their transition game got them there. I thought that they, yeah, they they tried to play a heavy playoff style hockey game for the first two games of the Ranger series, and then I think they were like, "All right, we can still play responsible defensively without playing trying to play so heavy, and then use that use our counter to and our transition or use our speed for that." Like one of the things that I've noticed is when they play a team that is responsible 
they play responsible. And then when they play a team that doesn't have as much talent and is low in the standings, they try to turn it into a circus. And that's always been a problem with them to where they, they think they can rely on their talent and speed. And it, it just, it doesn't work. Like there's, they get to the point where they're playing with literally no structure. And I mean, how many times have we seen that? We've seen them play against, um, like you said, San Jose, Buffalo, where it's like, all right, we're going to run and gun up and down the ice and we have more talent than they do. And it doesn't work out. But, um, if I am a, t- if I'm an opposing team and I think, you know, tomorrow I, I can't help, but think this is a big game. This is a four point game. And they're going to look at that and they're going to say, this, this sets up perfectly for Philadelphia. If you're Philadelphia, you're thinking, let's just go in there, finish our checks, get pucks deep, make things simplify the game. Um, and they're not, the devils can't really hang with that. And it would be hard to argue that point. I'm, I'm, you're made, what I'm still going to go back to my, my point. You don't need to buy it. You don't need to play that style of game with them. If they are playing that way, you still don't need to resort to trying to mirror. Them. I know, but if you're getting pushed off of pucks and you can't get, and if, you know, if you're getting hemmed in your own zone because they are, their forecheck is, is causing chaos below your goal line and in your own end and you can't move the puck, like, at some point, you're going to have to stand somebody up at the blue line or you're going to have to clog up the middle of the ice and, and, and you know, allow a defenseman to get back there and make an outlet pass. But I, I do. I, I, think, I think you need to you need to stand up for yourself. Well, no question. I'm not. Right. You're not, I, know, I, know, I, know, I know you're not suggesting that, that that's not the case, but I don't know. I just feel like. One of the one of the, our best lines has been our fourth line, oh, right? Recently, our our, our fourth line yeah. has been one of our better lines, and it's because they're they're just simplifying it. They're not trying to do too much. And would you agree that prior to the Columbus hat trick game, that Hughes has been he's kind of been a little off. He had two two three games, and he, trust me, I'm not suggesting that he's the problem, but I'm just saying he would like had a couple turnovers. He kind of went pointless for a game or two, and it was like whatever. They put Brat with him. Brat to me has been amazing. I think Brat has been probably the best player on the Devils over the past you know half a dozen games. I think he's played good physically. His body position has been amazing. Like that's like that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. And that's, you don't have to and play that's heavy, the physical. But you, yeah, but you could, but you can play smart. You know what I mean? That's um, the physical part that I'm talking about. I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about you know lighting people up in the middle of the ice or just you know slamming them on a forecheck. I'm talking about free zone entry and positioning people on the boards. Just you know, playing a little tougher and, and positionally on the boards. That's all I got to say. At what about point that. does that become, well, at what point does that become coaching though? No, that becomes, that's, that's who you are. That's, that's, that's what that's, you know, that's effort. That's winning a battle. It's like, who's going to win the battles along the boards and stuff. And that's, that's the heavy part of the game that 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 I'm talking about. I'm not talking about fighting and I'm not talking about open ice checks and stuff like that. Just talking about winning battles, being tougher winning battles. All right, so what we have this four game homestand. It's actually is it five games? Because it goes through to what? Next what Wednesday. It? It's, uh, Philly, Edmonton, Detroit, Detroit. and then I think we and then it's off for the weekend. And they pulled up. Yeah. Well, no, it, Red Wing Detroit is on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, uh, and then next Wednesday is Columbus. So I mean, we have a five-game homestand right now. The Devils really start, need to start making a push. All right. So, do we agree that this year does not feel the same as last year as far as just vibes go? I mean. That's, I mean, well, here, obviously. this is what, I, this is where I'm getting at is the team is so Jekyll and Hyde and up and down that it's creating like chaos amongst its fan base. And you have to think that it's causing a little bit of chaos in the room when 
one day they get blown out by the Anaheim Ducks, and then the next day they go out and they put on this gritty, you know, character performance for the best team in the league in a, a 2-1 game. Our goaltending doesn't look the same. It just feels like this season is, like, different than last year, which it, it obviously is. But, I mean, where are you on the, the vibes bus? Uh, the vibes bus? Well, my personal vibes or the fan base vibes? No, personal vibes. I'm going to go per- on personal vibes. I think I think we all needed to take a big reality check from last season and recognize that that was a total uh, unicorn of a season. You know, most points in franchise history. There was no way they were going to wrap. You guys both picked just, over. You picked. No, I said that we had to temper. I said we had to temper our expectations. You picked over. I, I, I picked may, them to win the Stanley I may, Cup. I may have but said that we're, right, we're going to win every game this season. You, you picked them to have more points. Did I? Well, whatever. <laughs> Fuck you. Hey, I, Patty, hey, I agree. Let me finish I agree with sentence. you, Patty. Let me finish my sentence. Uh, no, what I'm saying, what I'm trying to say is you got to realize that we're only 29 games into a season, into this season. We're right in, we're right in the, we're, we're not dead by any means. We got some kinks to work out. We're a lot like, it's a lot, kind of a lot like how Florida was last year. They had an amazing season the year prior. Everybody's picking them to win the Stanley Cup and then they come out and lay an egg in the regular season. They just got to figure some things out. The goalie being one, I think I do think a, a, a constant presence in the net changes, uh, fixes a lot of issues for them and wins them a lot of the games they lost that they probably shouldn't have lost this year. My vibe is don't panic yet. You know, like we had a great season last year. They're still they still have all this talent. We're only what is it two points back of a playoff spot? Four. We're close. Uh, I think it's yeah. I think we're a game back. All right. As far as standings go, I'm not in this in this boat where everything's on fire. And I know that this that this fan base has a lot of, you know, it's either we're, we're the whole fan base is like this. It's either very bipolar. Uh, the sky is the sky is falling <laughs> or everything's great. There's no in between. Like after after Boston, everybody was all you know all <clears throat> hugs and kisses, and then last night everybody's back at each other's throats. Yeah. You know, it's just. It's just there's no there's no middle ground. It's just sky is falling or everything's jolly and great. I'm right in the middle right Look now. Look at you. It's You're such a times. well-rounded, you grounded are, individual. You are so emotionally stable. It's amazing. <laughs> that, I don't think anybody's ever called me emotionally stable. <laughs> no, I said the same thing last Sunday when they lost to the Oilers. I was like, you know, the all in the world will be right again after we beat Boston on Wednesday. And it's like. Sure enough, we beat him. You know, I just wanted, I want to make sure I see playoffs this year. That's, that's my only concern is I look at, you know, I look at the games that we, like last night, that we lose. And it, it's just, it's just sucks the life out of you when you see a team like, you know, a team that's that much worse than us, you know, steal two points from us. Do you, do you think that? Do you think that if the Devils make this, the playoffs, and they don't go further than they did, just making the playoffs is a success to you? You don't think that they have to go further than they did no. last year? I think they have to go to at least the second round. I would agree. I, I would agree will. with that. Okay. Uh, and I think that their team, think their will. team can. We could beat anybody. We have so much talent on our team. We could beat anybody. You got to get there. Whoever's hot when you get to the playoffs. Just like you said, Patty, uh, Florida last year. Florida, you know, the wheels were wobbling, wobbling. They made the playoffs, and then all of a sudden, it's, you know, they got hot. It's whoever gets hot. You know, I, you know, I think that the Devils did face a I, – I was a big regression guy. I, I just thought, you know, you literally set the franchise record. I, I think that there was – and you were losing two veterans on the back end, and I thought that that was going to be an issue, let alone knowing that we were going to lose Dougie Hamilton. But – um. Yeah, the the you know the way I look at it is the Devils have faced a lot of adversity so far in the beginning of the season. I mean, you had Hughes out for a bit, you had Nico out for a bit. You're missing Dougie. You have three rookies, pretty much. I mean, Count Ball as a rookie on the back end. Um, you've had your goaltenders have looked the worst they've ever looked. 
Um, you don't, Timo Meyer was injured and looks like he could still be hurt. I do think that Timo Meyer is going to rebound. And once they start going in, they're going to go in in bunches. I mean, look at what Eric Halla, look at Eric Halla last year. He couldn't put a, he couldn't put a puck in for what, 50 games. And then the last, you know, 25 games of the season, 20 games of the season, he was on fire and was one of our best players in the playoffs last year. I think to me, Meyer is, is, is going to be fine. Um, sure. He might, he might be injured and he, but it's like all that stuff I think will, will figure itself out. I definitely, I would be lying if I was to tell you that I, I just, I don't think that the devils can make a serious run or, or win multiple playoff series with what we have in the crease right now. My pick would be, I think if, if Anaheim's looking for a haul for Gibson, I think it's a little, it would be too much. They have to, it has to be something that's reasonable because he is signed for three more years after this season at $6.5 million. And that's a, that's a pretty big commitment. He is only 30 years old. So people that say that he's too old, that's not really the truth because goalies typically can play past 33. I mean, that's not that big of a deal. One of the guys who I think could be an option would be Jacob Markstrom, um, Calgary seems to be breaking it down. We brought him up before. He's got a fractured finger. He hasn't played in a little while. But depending on what Calgary wants for him, he could be an option. Uh, Vamelka from Arizona has been brought up multiple times. Um, there's just, you know, and then after that, you get into young goalies. I don't think that the Flyers will ever get rid of Carter Hart to us. They won't trade him in the division. And, you know, we've talked about the the Russian kid um, in Nashville at length. I, I don't know where you go because you look at Carolina. Carolina just dumped Antiranta, and they're a team that's looking to win a Stanley Cup right now. They're looking for goaltending to make it through the playoffs, to go on a cup run. I know that they haven't gotten off to a great start, but their goal this year coming into the season was to win a Stanley Cup. You have the Edmonton Oilers. They're going to be looking for a goalie that could take them deep into the playoffs. It's like we're kind of falling behind some of these other teams that are in win-right-now mode. Um, I don't know. I mean, do you think Nico Dawes has ever... He's The guy's played two games since coming back from hip surgery. It's like to throw him right into the NHL, I think, is a little ridiculous. But we haven't really had too many big saves to begin with. It's like we're, we're not putting him up against much competition. So where do you, what do you think about him? I mean, do you see any other options outside of the guys that we've brought up or, or what? I don't see, well, the, I mean, the guys that you, you brought up, I, I would like to see them make a move for Gibson, um, not at a hall, you know, not giving up uh, current players. Um, you giving up Casey I, for him? I don't want I might, I might. <laughs> what else do I, is it any, do I have to give up anything? No, else? I don't think so. I, I don't think you should have to give up anything no, else. No, you think, you know what it is? It's like Anaheim's in such a rebuild that they're just looking for prospects. So like Gibson doesn't fit into their timeline anyway. So they're like, all right, we need yeah. to get this payroll off the books, get some young assets. Well, I don't think it, I don't think it should cost. It him. shouldn't cost him. I, I, it, sh- I it shouldn't. I mean, I mean, I guess. Anaheim has all the cards. No, but. it should it shouldn't cost him. That that would be ridiculous. Um, now, if you're talking like if you're talking Askarov or something like that, that's a different story. Like what did uh, what did Calgary get for that defenseman that that we they got a want? sixth round pick or something right. yeah, ridiculous right. a fifth round? Pick. I know a goalie a goalie's a different starting goalie's a different. Well, story, it also but. it also depends on the market. So. Yeah. When you have Edmonton and you have Carolina that are all in, it's like they can't afford to burn any more years. Uh, you know, as much as you think Carolina, Edmonton is really just trying to keep Dreisaitl and McDavid in town. Well, yeah. They're trying to keep their franchise alive. Who's the dude from Detroit? Uh uh so Vili Huso is their is their starting goalie, but their backup goalie is is good. Um, let me see. Starts with a W. Anyway, 
I don't know. How, how how important do you think this week really is to the team? Extremely. Is I, this it? I, no, it's not it. But you you gotta you gotta you gotta win. What is it? They got they got that just this week or the home the homestand. They got ten points at ten points at uh at hand here. They gotta get at least seven. When do you start worrying, Dad? I was worried the second game. <laughs> You know, I'm I'm not I'm not worried that I, you know, we we have to win our division games. Tomorrow night we have to beat the Flyers. When we play the Caps, got to beat them. We have to beat division games. I know, but we don't play the Capitals coming up. I'm talking about in the next couple of games. Well, we you know we play Detroit, who's you know, we're playing we're playing division games. They're not in our division. Conference game, sorry. Yeah. Um, teams that can take a wild card position from us. You have to beat the teams that you that you should. You have to beat the teams that you are you available. Do. And then you have to steal a couple too. I mean, do I you think that do you think the Flyers are a layup at this point? No, the Flyers are definitely no. not a layup at no. all. Good. Yeah. I do not feel comfortable against the Flyers at do all. Do you have a different uh, appreciation for torts? Yes. Well, I never dislike torts. I always like. I always, no, I always Billy like hates him. him. I don't care. No, I, yeah, I, mean, I don't I, care I mean, either. Whoever no, helps like you win. Him. I don't. I don't. He's like a piece him, of but, shit. You know, I think he's. I think he's. A, I don't like him as a. He person is not a good person. Anything, but I. I think. No. I think he's a good hockey coach. No, he's he's one he's one bad game away from burning your whole organization down. He's too much of a wild card. He says stupid shit. He benches. He would have benched everybody by now. Jack Hughes. Nimitz. Would that have been a bad thing? I yeah, mean, look at what happened the last time we benched Timo. He came out flying after that. Look at what happened after we benched uh, Siegenthaler. It's like, yeah, no, I don't I'm think talking... benching people is the worst thing in the world. I mean, I don't know. If he was the healthy scratch of Jack Hughes after a bad game, that would be a bad look. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that'll well, ever yeah. happen. No, no, he does that. Did any? Did anybody on the bench? Just not talking about John Torrell, but just talking about the Devils in general. Did anybody on the bench grab Jack Hughes last night? Did Andre Pilat or Eric Hall grab him? Did Lindy Ruff say fucking anything? No. Right. No. They're, no, because I the whole they, they the whole the whole team is just a bunch of bitches sometimes. And it's just like, come on, guys, like there's gotta be something here. There's gotta be some fire in there besides Jack Hughes yelling at the referees. I know. What's funny is I was listening. I forget what I was listening to, but they were talking about the Jets coach, Sala. He's a, he's gone at the end of this. Yeah. Game. So you know he has like seven kids, and they were like, "No, anybody that has kids, would you even ask a friend of yours if he was your best friend to go get you a gallon of milk if they had seven kids?" It'd be like you couldn't even rely on him to do that because he's got seven kids. Now you're asking him to coach an entire football team with 53 <laughs> people on it, and it's like I kind of look at, I kind of look at like, you know, Dad, I'm looking at you and the simple conversations that we have, and I'm thinking to myself, Lindy Ruff is 10 years older than you. Lindy Ruff, Lindy Ruff is my age. He's not 10 years older. Than How old is Lindy? He's my age. Lindy How Ruff is six, 64. He's not as old as you think he is. He's 64. You know what it is? He kind of has that like beaten up wet dog look to him to where he's been through some rough shit in his life. No pun intended. Or, and, and it's like oh, was he's got the – and he's got the one eye that blinks when the other eye doesn't blink. And it it's like a little wazy. A little bit. <laughs> um. He played without a helmet. Not everybody could look as good as me at my age, Billy. He's tough. Oh, shit. He's only 63. Good for you. you. I'm two years older than him. Good for you, Dad. (laughs) So, all right, here. This is my point. He can kick my ass. Oh, totally. He can kick my ass, too. Um, But, like, you know, what, what could you expect? Like, you start getting up. He's one of the oldest coaches in the league. It's like you start getting up to a point where you're like, it's got to be hard for him to keep up. Just I'm talking about just being a human, like no, and relate to the players too. Well, like, he, he knows seems, the game. He seems he to be pretty good well. at that. He seems to be pretty good at relating to him, which I think is why they all like it. They're like, damn, how does this guy keep like so relevant? Like, 
they were saying he has like a TikTok or like he has like you know all this stuff. He's dancing with his shirt off, getting getting likes on his on his TikTok. No, but it, you know, it is. It's crazy how like at some point it seems like a lot to do for a person that's starting to get into the you know. There's a reason it's a young man's game. No, right? No, absolutely. I don't know. I, I think he needs a nap I, every I, day. I just I just think that. The way the team is playing, I, I just think they, they need a new direction. Well, here's the thing. that Every time that they come out and they play like they did versus Boston, it buys him a month. And then, and I'm not saying that they should fire him, but I'm saying, and then every time that they lose, everybody wants him fired. This, I think we can all understand how we're, we're just feeling like, what the hell are we looking at? It's like we don't know how to feel about the team right now. Even though they've been on a pretty good winning, like, you know, they've won however many games recently, and you still don't feel great. Would you it's agree? The team, it's the teams that we're losing to that flip that switch that make everybody all upset. Um, if we would have lost to Boston and just dominated last night, I don't think everybody would be as upset. Let me go well, shut the dog up. All right, Patty. I'm going to do some billion-dollar picks you for my it. boy, Uncle Phil. Uncle Philly. Uncle Philly, my ass. All right. It's been a while. Yeah. Billion-dollar picks. We are 15 and 13 on the season. Man, flyers continue to screw me. We lost... Flyers go into Colorado and beat up on the Avalanche the last time that we gave out some picks. Montreal beats Buffalo. The Jack Hughes over 4.5 shots per game total, which has been a lock all season, has started to fall off. I had Timo Meyer over four, uh, over a half a point, minus 125. I lost that. I got crushed. So we are, we're actually, we're 15 and 14 on the season. And uh, I only got two picks for you. One of them is tomorrow night's game with our New Jersey Devils. I think this is going to be a tight one. I think this is a big game for both teams. I think that defensively, I think that Philadelphia is pretty stingy. I like under 6.5 total goals for tomorrow night's game. The second one is the Boston Bruins. The Boston Bruins, tomorrow night, they got the Minnesota Wild. Minnesota's coming off of a back-to-back. Bill Guerin's in trouble for running his mouth. And Boston is one of the best teams in the league. I like Boston, 60-minute line. So this game doesn't go into overtime. Boston wins it outright in 60 minutes, minus 130. I think that's pretty good value. What do you think Bill Guerin said that got him in trouble? Bill Guerin is very, he looks like he can get, he's gotten into some trouble in his life. Am I right? I mean, he played he's hockey a, like he a, did. He's a hockey player from the nineties. Of course he said some things that's got him in trouble. Speaking of getting in trouble. Whoa, whoa, whoa. what about my picks? Oh shit. I didn't know you had any. I yeah, thought, uh, I, I thought we picks. talked about this. I always, I oh, we're back. Got, turn the music we're back, back on. We're back. Turn the, turn the music back on. All right. Let's go. I got, I got I got three for you. No football for you for you guys this week. Well, the next time I come on in the middle of bowl games, I'll give you Patty's picks, Patty's locks. Uh, so tomorrow night, I'm doing Columbus and Buffalo under six and a half. Those teams suck. They're not scoring over six and a half. Uh, my other game tomorrow night, I'm going Islanders money line against the Edmonton Oilers. I think uh, I think all the money's on Edmonton. I like that. I think the Islanders. I think the Islanders are playing tough. It's a good, it's good odds, good favors. I'm going Islanders. And the third one I got, we're going uh, Toronto Maple Leafs against the New York Rangers. Uh, money line minus 122. Take them. How funny was that video? The what? The video of um, the Leaf fans. Yelling at the Rangers. Oh, well, yelling at the Rangers. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. so good. The two most annoying <laughs> fan, fan bases in the country. Come on. Come on. Come on. Let's go. 
He's like, you oh, have to fight him about traffic. Don't you know that Ranger fans live in Manhattan, you asshole? Um, hey, I do want to give a shout out to uh, to Maddie Bowen. She is uh, she's a Devil fan, and her sister is dealing with some some issues right now, fighting brain cancer of all things. It's the holidays. And uh, I reposted it. Go check it out on my uh, Twitter uh, page, The Trap Podcast. And you can donate to her. We're all spending money on buying crap for our kids and our loved ones for Christmas. Go donate to a good cause for somebody. It'll make you feel good. And uh, even if it's five bucks, it's uh, we got to take care of our own people, our, our own Devils fans. So make sure you check that out. A fellow jacket wearer, Matty Bowen. Fellow jacket wearer from yeah. Carl Banks, which we were talking about. Very cool. Wasn't that sick that Carl Banks hooked you up? Oh, yeah. We haven't talked about no. it. No. Yeah. That, I mean, I got, he sent me two fantastic jackets and this hat that's above me. That's pretty cool. He sent me this oh, hat. Oh, nice. Very cool. Uh, which I'm a big fan of. And those two jackets he sent me, I mean, I can't believe it. I, I was literally speechless when i when i opened up that box to find those two jackets and i've been wearing the one quarter zip jacket pretty much every day. oh nice that's old school starter pullover yeah he's a class act yeah you know what we were talking about it like why is carl banks not in the the giants why is his number not retired i don't know it makes no sense it doesn't none at all um are you bringing Miss Patty Shambro? There's a Miss Patty Shambro, Dad. No, there is. Is it? Is it? I eat no rib. No. <laughs> no. no. Okay. No, not her. How did you know that, Bill? Uh, <laughs> you you said it on our podcast. <laughs> oh, did I? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not her. Yeah, not her. Oh, Good for you, nice. bro. Well, congratulations. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah, she's she. No, she's not coming on Tuesday. Uh, me, me and Big Bro are coming on to see, to see the Flyers tomorrow. Nice. Um, yeah, it should be good. I'm uh, I'm pretty pumped. <laughs> All right, Dad. Listen for the next episode. You got you got to think. You got to have you have to have a segment at this point. Okay. We're gonna do we're gonna do uh, Patty's right, trivia well. on the next episode. Um. And we could probably do billion-dollar picks. And then it's like we have a lot of good sports coming up. We have how many games this week? You figure we got tomorrow. We got Edmonton. We got Detroit. You got NFL on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. And then uh, NBA basketball on Christmas Day, which I'm not really into NBA basketball. But either way, this is an awesome time of year. Um we so, have to watch the Giants lose by forty to the Eagles on Christmas. Oh it's my be great. god! Well, you know, you know, it's kind of, you know, it's like we don't really have any expectations. So, like, if we get blown I'm, out, it's gonna be like, yeah. yeah, of course you blew us out. Look at us, we're awful. And yeah, then if I'm we win, glad they lost yesterday. I know. Not set up that disaster. I know. I was getting sick. Of, I was getting sick of the whole thing. It, it was. It was a little much. But um, okay. Well, uh, yeah, till next time, uh, please uh, make sure you share and like the podcast, comment. If you have any questions that you want to be answered on the next episode, please don't hesitate to uh, reach out. And uh, Patty, thanks for hopping on. Pickle, we will talk. Uh, I say, let's, let's do another one after the Oilers game. You got it. Not literally that night, but the following day or something Sounds like that. Sounds good. Okay. All right, guys. Thanks again. You've been listening to the Trap Podcast. My name is Bill Bach. Peace. Later.